0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to PDX Executive Podcast, so our virtual episode today. So on today's episode, I have Nitin Rai, who's the founder and managing director of Elevate Capital. Thanks so much for, for joining in. Thank you. So interesting times. I know we we have scheduled this a little while ago, but it's actually probably going to be a very relevant uh, discussion. Uh, my f- first I want to ask is, right. how are you and your family doing? Hopefully, everybody's staying healthy.
1: Everybody's... Safe and healthy, and maintaining their social distance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I, I tell you, I have a four-year-old and a nine-month-old, so it's really hard to do. Uh, no, <laughs> well, I
1: have two. I have two teenagers, and um, one of them is at mom's house, and uh, she returned from Boston last week. She she goes to Babson College and had to leave in a hurry, and mm-hmm. um, so she's holed up in her room there. And then my younger ones with me right now, and she's. Um, in her room, and we maintain our social distance, just so we don't yeah. don't make each other sick in any way. Yeah. Either one of us are, you know, unknown carriers, so we're just trying to be, uh, just even within the household, uh, to stay safe. Yeah. yeah,
0: that that's great. Well, great to hear everybody's, you know, uh, staying healthy. So I would love to start, um, you know, just learn a little more about you, and if you could just give a little, you know, uh, background on your career journey, and then just leading up to starting elevate and kind of go from there if that's okay
1: sure so uh, you know if i take my background all the way back uh, i was born in india and i relocated to canada got my degree in computer science from uh, university in nova scotia and then um in 1987 ended up in silicon valley at a startup an ai startup in 1987 as a software engineer and moved to oregon uh almost over 30 years ago, to work at Metro Graphics as a software engineer and then had the startup itch. Um, uh, took one, one try at a startup in Seattle uh, for a few months and realized there were nine chiefs and I was the only Indian, so I quit mm-hmm. and came back to Portland and started First Insight, uh, which is now my 26-year-old startup. So oh, it's still wow. around. Yeah. Uh, and had some interesting an interesting journey there. And um, 2007, I uh, joined Thai Oregon, which is a nonprofit that helps entrepreneurs with mentoring and networking as well as uh, uh, angel funding. So became an angel investor first. Okay. Uh, invested in about 17 companies, and then four years ago. Um, Actually, almost five years ago, launched Elevate mm-hmm. Capital, and uh, with a very distinct thematic approach of investing in um, underserved entrepreneurs in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into a little more about your your philosophy because I know, uh, like you said, you're you're very focused on investing in unrepresented uh, founders. You know, women, people of color. Mm-hmm. So, can you talk a little about some of the companies you've invested? So far, maybe True. not the whole p- p- portfolio, but some of yeah.
1: Them. So we have we raised two funds: uh, Elevate Inclusive Fund, which is a public-private fund, only investing in uh, minorities and people of color, LGBTQ in the Portland metro area, and then the Ca- Elevate Capital Fund, uh, which is a $10 million larger fund, which was more regional with a similar approach but not exclusive. So uh, between the two funds, we've made 38 investments. A okay. uh, majority of them, about 80% are in Oregon. And some of the, oh uh, my, like, where do I start? So it started, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll start with my first cohort of six companies and four of those six companies are still around and doing well. So one of them was RFPIO, which uh, you're familiar with. Yeah. So it was led by Ganesh, who's an Indian immigrant. So, you know, our thematic approach also included immigrants. Um, so these guys, we invested, um, uh, you know, about half a million dollars, uh, and in eighteen months later, we had an opportunity to, to get out because mm-hmm. uh, they raised a uh, uh, substantially large larger investment from a private equity firm K one and grew really really quickly. Yeah, and um, and being uh, you know realizing that you know our lane is really seed investing we're not a growth investor. So okay. uh, we felt that um, our, our, our work was done with Ganesh. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> And so, so that was one. Uh, the other one was a company called Gomi Kids that is doing extremely well. Uh, she's going to be broadcast. Uh, the, the founder is going to be on Shark Tank on oh. the 27th.
0: Oh, great. Exciting. Uh, they,
1: they make uh, kids clothing. Uh, another company is a company called Hub, which is Vancouver based, female led they provide uh, content management software for events. Mm-hmm. And with this whole movement to online events, they're, they're in, yeah. on the radar.
0: Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> uh,
1: there's a company called brand live, which, yeah. um, you know, does live events. Uh, their business is going to double this year as a wow. result. Uh, we yep. have a company called Hume Noir, uh, which uh, makes, um, cosmetics for women of color. Uh, it's led by Paula Hayes, who's a chemist. She is pivoting to uh, making hand sanitizer,
0: as we. Oh speak. wow! Okay. Right.
1: <laughs> and then there's a company called Dirt, which is a uh, you know female-led company. Uh, you know they do uh, an app for uh, campers. Mm-hmm. And guess what everybody's going to do this summer is camp. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's great. And for, for folks that I know you said you mostly invest at the seed level. Could you just give a little breakdown? Like, Hey, what's the difference between the seed and like a, a, a typical growth, you know, capital or, company. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> so seed stage is typically all the way from two entrepreneurs with a concept uh, to um, where they've created some kind of a prototype uh, or they've, introduce a product to market but um, you know still very early you know that may be in testing phase and so we come in at that level to provide funding for for both product uh, development and to test go to market strategy right so once they have done that then they go into for growth stage they, they, you know that could be series a series B you know depends. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's a little fuzzy between seed and series A. So we do both. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then growth stage is really at series B. Uh, and you know, we're at that stage, our value proposition isn't as, I mean, we, we know that part, but you know, we like to be in the, we like to grow seedlings, grow them to six inches and then find a partner (laughs) who can grow them into a tree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we
1: want to keep doing that.
0: Right. And for entrepreneurs, you said, I know for RFP out, I you said you wrote around a $500,000 check, which is pretty big for a seed sage. So you, I would yeah. assume most yeah. of your. So we checks, do. Yeah.
1: Uh, between 100 and 500.
0: Okay. Which is still pretty yeah. good size checks for for, for yeah. seed sages. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so what have you found, I guess? Well, let's pivot a little bit of the conversation just like in light of recent events. What's some of the advice you're giving to CEOs of your your portfolio companies right now? I said some of you mentioned it's a good opportunity for them, especially like Hub yeah. and Brand Live, but
1: yeah. But you know, the advice we're giving them is is watch your cash flow. Actually, I sent an email out on March sixth uh, with that title: "Watch mm-hmm. your cash flow," mm-hmm. because in during these times, you know, everybody hunkers down. I mean, we're already seeing this domino effect yeah. uh, where you know because of the. I mean, this is a very unique. Uh, and very turbulent uh, situation because in the past when there's been economic downturns like 9-11, uh, the market crash during the dot-com in 2000, you know, I've been through every one of those. Yeah. In 2008, um, businesses didn't just shut down for a period of time, right? Businesses, certain businesses went out of business, but, you know, the economy engine was still running. This is just weird, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so the fear factor, uh, I mean, it's funny last week, nobody was thinking about it and Monday everything changed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so because this was a, a top down kind of a thing, right. Coming from the government. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, and, and suddenly restaurants shut down and, and, you know, a bunch of people getting unemployed almost instantly. Yeah. That's that, that's scary. Um, because it has a, a, a downstream effect or upstream of how you want to look at it uh, where, you know, one thing shutting down will lead to some other things shutting down, which will lead to other things shutting down because the revenue, the money chain uh, cash flow is, is stopping, right? right? So the advice we're giving to our portfolio company is stretch out your cash flow, um, figure out things to to sell that may be relevant in the marketplace today. You know, um, I would actually read you, I think it's really pertinent. Um, uh, I'll read you something from one of my, one of my portfolio companies. Um, Great. So yeah, that's what she said. As consumers turn their attention towards essential personal care products, we saw an opportunity to use our unique capabilities to pr- pivot towards these types of products. And so that's, uh, you know, alongside preserving cash allows you to make those kinds of pivots, right? It gives right. you runway. Uh, and then, you know, um, negotiating with your, you know, people who are providing your debt, you know, get better terms to to just extend the runway. So that's the message that we gave to all of our, uh, our portfolio companies extend your runway, figure out a way to service your, your customers in different ways where they might, Continue to buy your service because it's essential,
0: right? And and for companies that might be you know looking to raise right now versus companies that you've already invested in, I mean I think your advice is similar probably right or,
1: or yeah this is this is like um, see the, the place to raise money is if you're providing an essential service yeah that's uh, that's addressing the immediate issue then yes you have a chance to raise money the only way to Provide runway. You know, some of these early stage companies have cash reserves anyway. If they would recently raised funding, you know, they've got runway for about a year, six months. They don't. Nobody raises money for three months, right? Mm -hmm. But the ones that are kind of wavering at that towards the end of their raise, or they were in the middle of it, then look at pivots where your customers might fund your fund the purchase, right, or the development of something that you're looking to sell. So there's many ways to raise money. Another way to Raise is to go get some line of credits, and you might have to, as a founder, uh, uh, you know, give personal guarantees right. to build that uh, runway. Or if you have a purchase order for your product, you know, you can get financing against the purchase order. So there are alternate ways of funding other than venture capital. Now, there are several venture capitals that have already raised funds, so they have money and dry powder out there to to invest. So I wouldn't assume that people are going to. Suddenly stop investing. I think people are going to get more selective and picky about who they invest in. Right. And the lenses and the le- and you know valuation. So you know, um, uh, get your pie in the sky valuations down. You know, <laughs> work with the times. So don't be so cocky. And you know, maybe instead of selling twenty percent of the company uh, for a million bucks, you might have to sell twenty-five or thirty percent of the company. Mm-hmm. So be mm-hmm. flexible and and adjust to the times uh, of, uh, you know, during the fundraise. You know, companies can raise money. Uh, as a matter of fact, historically, um, investors that have invested during this time have actually gotten much better returns uh, than investors who are uh, investing during the great times.
0: Right, yeah, and I think there's some high-profile examples of bigger companies yeah. uh, like Ubers yeah. and things. So,
1: Uber and Airbnb, all those guys, yeah, they were all raising during the... The the downtimes. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the local investments that we made, uh, company called Zapproved, uh, Globe Sherpa, as Thai Angels, all did very well for us. Yeah, and they were all during the, you know, the economic downturn.
0: Yeah, and that being said, you do have a new fund that you are looking to invest now. Is that right, or not quite yet? No, we oh, are okay. raising. Oh, you're raising <laughs> raising for the fund. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow that that article was. Uh, a little confusing. because so I, I got some emails from people saying, "Hey, congratulations!" For closing <laughs> the I'm like, "No, I just launched
0: it." Right? Okay. I just launched it. Okay, got it. So when? Uh, how long are you going to take to do the raise and versus? Well,
1: play, we give ourselves yeah. a couple of years because that's what it took me the last time. Uh, so we we were we we were very really realistic about that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, our primary initial primary target was just to go to our existing investors and, and local investors that know us. So while it's a much larger fund, we are, you know, we're cautiously optimistic, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not in a, you know, we weren't like looking to close
0: it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. So, okay.
1: you know, we gotta give ourselves time to do the first close and, and so we're, we're good You know, Got it. on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you've been in Portland 30 years and you've seen it change a lot in regards yeah. to business and just your growth. So, <laughs> have you seen as far as the investing community, you know, you've been a big part of that, um, evolve mm-hmm. and you hear a lot of folks saying, ah, you know, <clears throat> Portland's a small market, it's hard to raise capital. I, I don't know. Well,
1: yet. I mean, I, I, that's not untrue, but, you know, relatively speaking, it's a lot better yeah. than uh, when I started, which was in '94. I didn't even bother to raise money, I self-funded. And then I, um, I mean, self-funded in the sense, I consulted and then mm-hmm. used that money and, you know, slept on the floor and rented a room in a house. Right. I mean, right. I lived very scrappily and ate Taco Bell every day. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, the, the definitely if you are looking for seed money, um, uh, you know, there's multiple sources for seed funding. And and with a with a you know a gender and inclusion focused fund, even for minority and women entrepreneurs, there's more capital now because of how we're deploying capital. Right? Mm. You know, of the thirteen million, almost seven million went to female founders. Oh wow! More than seven million. So, um, uh, you know, twenty percent African American founders. So, uh, you know, so but you know we're we're the one source, but because we invest in, some of our co-investors end up investing in them. So you end up increasing the pool anyway, right? Yeah. So there, there's, about a, there's about a, I would say right now, if you add it up, I mean, exclude us now, but if you looked at us last year, I mean, there, was, there was about 15, 20, 25 million, at least that much uh, money in Portland for seed funding. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so it's companies that are fundable will get funded mm-hmm. at a seed level. Now, when you get to Series A, Series B level, uh, then it starts to shrink uh, because those larger pools of capital uh, don't exist in Portland. So you have to go to funds that are outside. I mean, there's one fund, Voyager, it's hundred million. You know, Diane Freeman's a local partner here. You know, so they might do a, a, an A or a B round, but but that's you know far and few. Right. Um, uh, you know, Oregon Oregon Venture Fund does A deals now but um, they might do two or three, you know, okay. it just, just all depends, right? So the, the pools of money for A and B and follow-on are still uh, coming from out of the state.
0: Right, and, and for you, I mean, it sounds like you don't have one specific, like just B2B software, you're really looking at entrepreneur, right? So it's maybe not.
1: We have been, but I'll tell you, in the second fund, we, we are going to limit the amount of consumer product we do. Because it's a business that we really don't understand. We did it because we wanted to support the founders. And it was, you know, it's like that's our thematic approach. <clears throat> but um, I think there are other, some other funds that are popping up uh, that want to do consumer product um, at the seed level and are much better prepared. OK. Uh, but, but we'll evaluate every deal as it comes. Um, we may, I think most of the fund, too, that is reserved for consumer product is for follow on for our current uh, portfolio, which, you know, uh, almost blended on a blended basis between the two funds, like at least 30% of our portfolio is consumer product, right? Okay. So we need to continue to support them and that we will do from the, from the next fund.
0: Well, putting on your uh, kind of economic outlook hat here, ha- you know, this is kind of a moment in time, but what do you see? Do you see like Q3, Q4, we're gonna kind of bounce back sharply or? I mean, who knows, or as far as
1: you know, it, it depends on how long this is going to stretch out, right? Yeah. If I mean, you know, people, small business is the economic engine, right? It's very true. And we can, we're seeing that right now. Yeah. The moment you shut down small business, it has a ripple effect all the way up the chain, right? So it's not about, and, and, you know, it's so interesting to see this, right? It is the engine. 3,000 people got laid off from McMinnon's yeah, in one that. day. That's a huge, huge hit, right? And that's just one restaurant chain. Right. So small business is the engine of our economy. And if you shut that down, I, you don't have an alternative to support them. I mean, that's going to have – I don't know how long how long that would – I mean, I've never really – I've never experienced that um, in these 30 years right or more than 30 years because uh you know i remember the stock market in 1987 as well uh, yeah. that's when i moved to the valley so it's very different uh, this time because we don't know how it's going to hit the larger companies uh because everybody's employed and sitting and working from home right so i don't know i my hope is that this will not last for longer than a month or because it, if it extends, then the government needs to put a lot of money into these small businesses and not write big checks to the airlines. I mean, obviously they're going to need to support the airlines, but they got to support and feed these small businesses uh, during the shutdown in order to prevent disaster happening in the third and fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. So I if mean- they
1: can, if they can, if they can uh, cushion it, um, and. F- put enough money into these small businesses so that it um, it doesn't affect uh, you know their ability to buy and purchase from others who then get affected then I think we'll be fine mm-hmm. but if they don't um, I mean of course there's going to be an impact that's right. for sure it's rough waters right now yeah um, so I, I don't know mm-hmm. you know it's I'm, I don't have a I, I don't I, I can't project that I can only pattern match to to 2008 and, and prior years uh, but they were 2008 was obviously a big big disaster but the 2000 was mostly the dot-com economy right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that we weathered it and by oh but then 9-11 happened but then you know the recovery happened pretty soon thereafter and by oh two or three you know things were fine um, uh, you know it took a little while right? yeah a couple years couple three years. so um,
0: yeah, we'll see. I mean, my industry, the event industry, is just getting
1: decimated. Decimated.
0: Yeah. I, I it's I, completely
1: decimated. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had to. Reschedule I know because them,
1: of so. Hub. You know, our, 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 you know, our investment in Hub and mm-hmm. the founder Hub has an event management company called yep. Dynamic Events. So, yeah, there' there's this huge
0: uh, impact. Yeah, so, yeah, I've had her. I had her on the podcast actually. I know, and, and for the Hub, they're. They have big, like Microsoft, big clients, right? So it's definitely. uh, Was it recent? This is probably uh, a year and a half ago. So a little while. We should
1: talk to her again.
0: It would be a good time. (laughs) We should bring in all of these
1: folks. I know. All of these folks in to kind of revisit. I Nothing I, I should
0: actually. That's a great yeah. idea. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll reach out to her. So, uh, yeah. well, well Nita, thanks so much for jumping on. You know, it's unprecedented times. Uh, thanks for everything you do here in the community. And the great thing about mm-hmm. Portland, we're already yeah, seeing probably. people come together, offering help for small businesses, rallying yeah. them. Yeah. which is great to see.
1: But they need money. Yeah, yeah. They need money. They need to, they need to get money right now, uh, not four weeks from now.
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And and folks can you know follow it's elevate.vc. VC VC. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah.
1: And if any entrepreneur needs advice or help, they can reach, reach out to me on my LinkedIn profile and send me a message and I'll try to answer questions.
0: Okay. Great. So, yeah. As we say, DMs are open for Nintendo, I guess, right? <laughs> they yes. can message yeah.
1: not closed. Not closed <laughs> at all. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Thank Thanks you. Thanks
0: so much. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.